0: Welcome to College Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick. And recently, my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey, Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. All right, we're rolling with our newest episode of College Questions. We are so grateful that you're listening in. And I'm so excited to explore this episode's question, how are the words we speak life and death? Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those that love it will eat its fruit. This is an incredible question that I'm excited for us to explore, one that is incredibly significant and plays such a crucial role in our life. I'm excited, too, about the guest we have with us today. This is a man that I had the privilege to meet wow probably back in 2004 when I first came to Russellville Arkansas and have the privilege of seeing him grow and it's just been an awesome pleasure to see him and all the things God's done in his life and through him and it's just been a fun he's a friend and a brother and I'm so grateful to welcome him to the podcast now Jordan West Thanks for being here today, my friend.
1: All right, thank you for having me, man. Happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited to explore this question, and I'm expl- excited to explore it with you. So, you know, what comes to your mind when you hear that question? You know, how are the words we speak life and death? What's, what's your first reaction?
1: I think my first reaction is, um, this may sound a little weird, but it's honestly a lot of excitement because I think um, this is such a critical topic and one that can easily get passed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, honestly, one of the things that pops into my head um, first is the, the old saying that most of us probably heard growing up, that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and how um, we were taught that as a truth, and in reality, that ain't even close to true. Mm. Um, so I think I just get excited talking about this because the Bible has so much to say about our words and the power and impact that our words hold and have um, on others around us.
0: Good. Well, and I appreciate you saying that. We did do a podcast recently. Brad Branham and I did one on communication.
1: Love that dude.
0: And me too. And and it was so fun to talk about just how everything communicates. And, you know, we talked about the stat of the majority of our communication is nonverbal, which is true. And that's really important for this episode. I think it's important to distinguish for our listeners. We're talking about the words we speak, right? Like this is explicitly that. Right, so I appreciate you saying that, and and you're right. I think it's often one we uh, don't think about a lot. So you mentioned the Bible speaking so much to it. Are there some verses that come to your mind when you think of of this idea? We referenced uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one earlier. What other scripture comes to your mind?
1: Yeah, I think Proverbs eighteen twenty one is is probably the front and center verse um, for me because the language that's used in it is so powerful. Um, life and death are not things to be played with. Um, mm-hmm that matters. Those, mm. those are not weak words. Those are strong words. Um, but I think of verses, um, like James three, um, that talks about the great ship and how it's controlled by such a small piece, the rudder. And, um, and that's in reference to how the tongue is with us and, um, how the tongue is set on fire um, by hell. Well, those are, that's, that's major language. That's Mm -hmm. not light child's play. That's, we have a problem. We have an issue here that's got to be dealt with. Um, I think about, um, Ephesians four, um, don't let any unwholesome talk, um, come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful, um, for building others up. And then I also think of, um, James 1, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and Mm. slow to get angry. Um, That's not how my mind works. Mm. Um, Words, I just think there is such a theme through Scripture, um, the magnitude and impact that words have and how important those are, and I think that ties into a much, much bigger picture.
0: In the James verse, you mentioned uh, quick to listen, slow to speak. How does being slow to speak protect us especially in light of proverbs 1821
1: uh, well I think I think it's uh I think there's no way to answer that without going to a to a much bigger picture um, and um, I know that it's kind of an interesting season to to bring up this song but a song that the Lord has used in my life um, includes the lyrics. Um, I think it says, let my words be life. I don't want to speak a word unless it points the world back to you. Mm. Um, And to me, words are so important because uh, I believe Scripture shows us that um, in 2 Corinthians 5, um, it says we are ambassadors for Christ. Um, And then Galatians 2, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no Mm -hmm. longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, I love... Uh, I mean, Jesus didn't die to be Lord of our Sunday mornings. He died to be Lord of our life, completely, mm-hmm. all of it, and that includes our words. And mm-hmm. words have such an impact in our life because our words are almost the bridge between us and other people. Mm. Well, in 2 Corinthians 5, we're called to be ambassadors for Christ, and one of the things that the Lord taught me deeply in college was um, one day he just helped me realize the definition of an ambassador. Um If we're talking about an American ambassador to El Salvador, um, that ambassador is America to that country. Mm -hmm. They are the representation of America to that country. And whatever they do is in light of America and represents them 100%. Mm. So it's interesting that the Lord calls us to be ambassadors for Christ. Um, When we give our lives to Jesus, it tells us in Scripture that we become ambassadors. We are Jesus in a, in a foreign land. We are Jesus to a lost world. This isn't our home. Um, we are called um, to be ambassadors. That means when we give our lives to Jesus, we're going to represent him, period. Now, the only question is, are we going to represent him well or are we going to represent him poorly? Mm. Are our lives going to point people to him or are our lives going to point people away from him? Mm. But regardless, our lives are going to point to Jesus one way or the other. Um and I think one of the most critical pieces of that is our words. Um, are our words going to point to Jesus? Or are our words going to point away from him? So you go back to James um, the the verse in James, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, I think this is this is critical. And, and why should we be slow to speak? Because our words are going to point people to Jesus, or they're going to point people away from Jesus. Mm. So um, if if you're like me, if I open my mouth on 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 first instinct mm. there's a good chance my words are going to point people away from Jesus <laughs> yeah. and not to Jesus and um, this is so critical because it's the gospel mm. it's the it's the picture of the gospel like our words uh, if our, our lives are supposed to point people to Jesus and to the gospel and towards the lost all over this planet knowing him mm. um, and my words play it, play a role in that a huge one
0: and you're right. And it is interesting that God knows us well enough to say, you know, hey, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Yeah. Like, why slow to speak? Well, because I'm trying to protect you from speaking words of death. Yeah. Right. Like, because you're right. I feel like a lot of times when we're quick to speak, it usually means we're slow to listen. Mm-hmm. So now I've got myself in trouble and I'm probably not speaking words of life. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that God, the Father, knows us well enough to know just that, what you said. You know, I I think about uh, this idea of life and death, and that's very strong language, by the way. Very. You know, and there's a fun study to do even through just the book of Proverbs. And if you pay attention to every proverb that speaks of speech, you know, whether it's something we say or, to your point, not say. And there's a lot. I haven't done the count, but it's a lot of them. I mean, it is absolutely a repetition and a theme. I want to share a story because part of this episode, I want to make sure people understand the practical ways in which this can be if we're talking about life, let me ask you this what what comes to your mind if words are life giving, what comes to your mind practically in our relationship with other people, both believers and non-believers
1: if our words are our life yeah
0: if our if we're speaking words of life how does that impact the people around us no
1: I think it I think it points people closer to Jesus it builds people up and encourages people it it and and that all goes back to it loves people mm. it loves people well um, mm. and it loves like Jesus well mm. um, if our words are speaking death that's not loving like Jesus that doesn't even look like Jesus um, mm. and it goes back to that ambassador thing uh, I think um, when our words are life um, we're pointing people to Jesus mm. um, and we are loving them with our words as He would um, by speaking life.
0: Well, and you know, there have been those moments in your life where whatever's been happening, we're dealing with whatever, wrestling with whatever. Have you ever had somebody come along and just they're just, God just times it just right and they give you, whether it be a word of encouragement or a handwritten note? Life giving. Like, oh, man. So life-giving, man. So uplifting. And then on the flip side, the death thing is real. Uh And I think sometimes we neglect the power of our words, especially when we're negative. Uh So interesting story in my life. It was spring of 1998. I was a senior in high school. And I was, to make a really long story short i made a bad decision and moved out of my house and it was bad because i did not have a conversation with my mom and stepdad before i made this decision but i did and i was living with a coach and i remember i was dealing with a lot of things in my life you know my parents got divorced when i was 10 i don't know that i had fully dealt with that right and there were a few factors in my life that was just very stressful and very oppressing and just really had, I was having a hard time dealing with it. And I made a distinct decision just to get as drunk as possible. That was my goal. I was like, I'm just going to do this. I was a believer, man. I knew Jesus. I I'd turned down alcohol a lot of times because my dad was an alcoholic. I i saw what it did to my dad. Yeah. Like, no, thank you. But I was being an idiot and stubborn and rebellious. So I did. Got incredibly sick. It was horrible. It was a small town, and I played football there, so people knew I was. And this coach that I was living with found out this happened. I think I skipped school that Monday. I get home, I don't know, it's probably a Wednesday or Thursday. I think I did that on a Sunday night. And I had been, I came to Christ when I was 15 years old, did not grow up in church, right? But got exposed to who Jesus is and saw that I was separated from God because of what I had done and saw the beautiful gift of free life in Christ and like began a relationship with God at 15. And I'll always remember the preacher before I left that little full gospel church. He said, young man, I turned around (laughs) scared to death. (laughs) Yes, sir. He said, don't think when you walk out of here, life's going to get easier because it won't. Mm-hmm. He said, because everything, Satan's been tempting with you. He's going to hit you with it even harder than he was before. I'm like, wait, okay, yes, sir. Yeah. And so obviously this was one of those moments where I made a really bad decision as a believer. I get home, but but keep in mind before that, I should probably tell you this part. As a young 15-year-old kid, I got my license when I was 16. Every Sunday morning, uh, I ended up getting connected at First Baptist Church of LJ. I got baptized there. It's awesome. Love that church. And and it's always special, you know, where you get baptized and stuff. It's kind of cool. Well, I remember I would drive on Sunday mornings. like, And it's kind of like Russellville. It's a small town, but then people live kind of outskirts. I, I had a little route. I would pick guys up, and we'd all go to church together. I'd go get them.
1: That's awesome. Pick
0: them up, take them. Got connected with the youth group. Um, people kind of knew what I stood for. I got involved with the... What's the, what's the organization? I'm mean, FCA, I believe. Right, so I was the co-president, me and a young lady who was a great athlete. We were co-presidents of FCA that year. So, I, I mean, people knew what it was about. I was trying to do what was right. But I made a horrible decision. I get home, and this coach sits me down and said, hey, we need to talk. So I kind of figured he found out. And you know what he tells me? He says, everything that you stood for is now worthless and man I didn't know what to do because obviously that was powerful words it was death but I didn't recognize it at first Mm. so I go to my room I'm just sitting there like crap everything I've ever stood for It's pointless. It's worthless. Well, a week before, I went down to Atlanta to visit my dad. And my car was having issues, so he gave me his truck to drive back. He called called me on like a Monday, Tuesday. I don't know what it is. He told me. He said, hey, I left my pistol in your truck. So... I don't want you to get stopped or pulled over and have that in your vehicle, you'll get in trouble. You need to pull that out and put it in your room. I said, okay. So I'm sitting there on my bed at oh. 18 years old and I'm thinking, everything I've ever stood for is now worthless. So I get, i it dawns on me, I got a gun. It's right under me, I'm literally sitting on it. So I pull the gun out, it's loaded. I put one in the chamber. I put the gun to my head My like, dude, what's the point if it's worthless what's the point now it's a different podcast to talk about how I did not make that decision and the grace of God that protected me from doing that my point to sharing that story is the words of death are powerful mm-hmm And I almost nearly took my life as a result of a lie. Of a lie that I almost bought into. And I'm so grateful to God. I think of that often. And to your point, I think you're right. I think people don't often feel the weight of what our words carry. I don't really know what to say other than. I'm grateful for that story and for, A, God protecting me, right? And, and I will say that he used in that situation, you know, words of life to my mind, right? God's never spoken to me out loud. Like his word, he's already spoken, right? But, but the Holy Spirit put thoughts in our mind. He can do that. And God gave me some thoughts that helped me put the gun down. But I'll always remember that because that is a very significant moment in my life where I saw Re- Proverbs eighteen twenty one in full display.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know that probably everybody has a story like that in the sense that there is a moment in time where someone said something that was not true. But let's be honest, we don't always recognize that. Right, So sometimes we believe the lies and there's a process we have to go through to filter that. And that's why I appreciate what you were saying just about the word being full of scriptures talking about this because we need God's word if we're going to have a shot in this thing. I will say that equally as powerful are these words of life. Do you feel like um, just in your life, man, um, have there been moments where you've seen, you know, just the power of, of Proverbs eighteen twenty one, and, or I don't know, what do you, I don't know, man. I feel, I don't know where to go from this. Just to be honest with you, Jordan, I, I wanted to share that story and I don't really know what to say after it. I kind of want listeners to understand that there's power in the words we speak and, you know. that's real Mm -hmm. where do we go from here
1: (laughs) i just i think i think the lord is teaching me and has been teaching me uh, so much about how i know this is simple but how real stuff is and like i it's one thing for us to sit here and quote Proverbs eighteen twenty one to each other and have that in our head. And it's a completely different thing to understand the magnitude of it at a heart level mm. and the truth of it. And man, the reality is this stuff is real and this world is hard mm. and the enemy, and I, as I'm sitting here listening to this story, it just makes me mad, like mm. the, the enemy what is he called? He's the deceiver. He's the father of lies. What does he speak? What are his mm. words? They're lies. They're death. Mm. But we're bad at it, man. Mm. Like we believe this stuff all yeah. the time. Like let's we, let's not pretend like we don't. Like um we live in a fallen world and we're broken folks. Mm. And we believe this stuff and we we let um we let the lies affect us. Um and that's not like making light of anything in that. Um, I let the lies affect me. I mm. let the words affect me, and totally forget about the life-giving words. Um, and you know, I was thinking about First Corinthians thirteen. Like, if I'm if I've got all these things and I don't have love, I might as well be a clanging symbol. Like. <laughs> I can have all the right words in the world and mm. I can have all the right answers and I can sound really dang spiritual mm. and I can have all the all the good answers or I can have all these garbage answers mm. over here but if I don't have love I'm wasting my breath. Mm. And worse than that, I'm I'm pointing people away from Jesus and I don't even know the damage I'm doing because mm. another thing I'm thinking about is I have a feeling your coach probably has no clue mm. what he did in your life that day because mm. it didn't affect him. Yeah. In fact, there's a chance he probably thought he did the right thing. Mm. And like, I just think, are our words pointing to Jesus and loving people like Jesus or are our words a whole lot like the Pharisees or worse?
0: Well, and and I know, I'm sure his heart was, mm-hmm. I don't want this kid to go down a bad road. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's got a good thing going. I want this kid to have a shot in life. Yeah. And I appreciate that, but, but. poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me share a little redemptive part of that story. So I wrestle with that. God protects me. I know I've messed up, but I'm trying to process like, you know, how do I deal with this? I'm ashamed to go back to FCA because I'm still wrestling with it, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm still, those, those words just echoed in my mind. It's like, crap, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember there was another coach who, it was probably that next day. And, to has to get emotional talking about, it, but like he, he knew what happened. Mm. He knew what I did. So here was his approach. I was sitting in the gym. Just, I don't know, somebody may have been practicing down there. I don't know what was going on. But he just came up and sat by me. And... Never, I mean, it wasn't even, he spoke words. He didn't address that. It's like, but everything he did just showered love on me and kind of helped me understand like it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And I can't explain that, right? You know, but it reminds me of a proverb. I'm going to have a hard time remembering it right now, but you know the one... That talks about when somebody's going through something really bad, and the one who tries to show up and speak like some nice little word or some mm-hmm. some scripture—it's like it's like a salt in the wound or mm-hmm. vinegar on the—you know—it it, it's untimely. Yeah. It's not that what they're saying is not true; it's untimely. Yeah. And I think he was wise because he knew I didn't need that. I just needed someone who would speak to me like I'm gonna be all right, mm-hmm. and I see you, and it's okay not not he never he i understood it's like i knew i was wrong sure right there's times when we need people in our life to tell us like we're blind to something we're doing that's wrong we don't realize it and we need someone who loves us to say listen like and there's a way to do that right in love and in grace but we need that but i will always remember that because it was such a life giving conversation it had nothing to do with what he said it probably goes back to just everything else we talked about, I referenced the communication just, but it, it it was so good for me and it was so life-giving and it's exactly what I needed. And I, uh, there's another moment. Can I share one more? Please. So this one is a little lighter, but I was getting ready. Uh, Well, I'd graduated college. I filled out the journeyman app, but I stopped like halfway through. It's like, I'm not doing this, right? And that's a long story. We actually, Hunter and I talked about that on the What's God's Will for My Life episode. But I go home and I get a job. Yeah. Right? And I'm working a job. I like the job, but I know it's not long-term what I want to do. I get a call from Mark Powell Freeman, who was working as a youth pastor here, and he said, Hey, he said, look, I need somebody to come help, do some secretary stuff, but also maybe do some ministry stuff, be there on Wednesday nights, all this. And then he said, hey, he said this. This was very life-giving to me. He said, I don't, because I, I was in a stage of trying to figure out what I was going to do. He said, I don't know what God's calling you to, what you're going to do, but this is a great place to figure it out. I thought, man, that's exactly what I need right now. I need to figure it out. So I'm instantly in. I'm in. I don't even ask about how much money I'm I'm like, who cares? I get to figure my life out. That's more important. <laughs> And I just graduated college. Now, keep in mind the job I was working was not my degree. But my stepmom at the time, who we've got a great relationship now, mm-hmm. but you know, she says to me, and you know, my dad's hit me up, how much money are you gonna pay? how are you gonna pay for this? How are you gonna? I'm like, look, I don't know. I get to go figure my life out. This is what's most important. Yeah. Then she says, You are wasting your degree. Uh-huh. I remember thinking, hmm, you know, like, am I wasting my degree? Now here's what's ironic about that. I'm sitting here talking with you <laughs> with a podcast setup, two microphones, two boom mics, a Mac, headphones, interface. I mean, I got this. How many I use my degree more in this job than I would anything probably on the face of the earth. Right. I think back to what that coach said to me. And I'm so grateful that God protected me from going into some bad theology because there are people who have bad theology. And I'm so grateful that you'll like this because you remember the ragamuffin Mm -hmm. we actually texted about the other day. yeah. And the quote, do you remember the quote that I think rocked, was it uh, Rich Mullins was driving listening to a Brendan Manning sermon, right? And Brendan Manning says, God loves you not as you should be, but as you actually are. Mm-hmm. Because you'll never be as you should be. That's right. And I think back to that mistake I made at 18. And that that mistake didn't define me. That mistake didn't create in me an identity. I mean, my identity was in Christ. And nothing, nothing I could ever do could take that away. Mm-hmm. And you're wasting your degree like dude I don't know why but for me in my life those two moments stand out to me as a bit you know I've had people talk say whatever to me but man for some reason those stand out clearly the first one is a major heavy thing that is I'm going to remember remember the second one's kind of lighter, but it I, I don't know why I just remember that. Probably because I find myself doing the things I studied for. And I just often think, man, here I am, do graphic design. Yeah, Here I am doing podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm using everything I studied for. This is hilarious. But, you know, what other thoughts, man, just come to your mind, and you know, as people listen and think about, hopefully people listening are considering the fact that, that our words matter. And to your point, us making and taking opportunities to speak life to others. Let, let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, my two examples were examples of people speaking death, really. And that can cause a lot of damage in someone's life, right? But on the flip side, like, you know, what is the, how good is a timely word? Mm-hmm. What is that? Where is that from?
1: Sounds like Proverbs to me. <laughs> it sounds like Proverbs. I
0: just, I love that. And I've had that too. Right. And I can't, I don't really have, I don't know why. I think the, the death statements tend to stick a little more. Sure. I don't know why, probably just because it cuts, you know, I've had plenty of moments in my life where I've had somebody really speak a good word and it really meant a lot. But for some reason, those, those ones that cut, man, they stick a lot worse. Right. Probably worth paying attention to, but let's talk about this. How do we Because I do feel like if we're going to speak word, that has to be a very intentional thing. We're not just naturally going to do that. You know, you mentioned earlier that I'm not naturally going to be quick to listen, slow to speak. I'm usually quick to speak. And then that's probably not good. And I get myself in trouble. And I agree on the same, on the same token. I feel like we're not natural to find opportunities to speak life to people. So what can we do? Now that maybe that's what my two stories shared is the reality that this happens and your friend sitting there could have had that happen to them. Someone say something that's devastated them. I mean, they're sitting over there just wrestling with that lie that's in their brain and they, they can't shake it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's messing with them. And we have this incredible opportunity to speak life to others, but I don't think we're making the most of it. So how do we, how do we do that i know that's a big question i <laughs> know you know but what what maybe what's one or two things we could consider so that we don't miss these opportunities to speak life to others
1: well i'm sure there's way more specific answers but i mean i, I don't think there's any way we can we can move forward i, I just without saying I, I think we pray um specifically pray for opportunities to speak life into people, mm. um, Lord, give me opportunities um, t- to share You and Your work and Your love with my mouth. Um, mm. Show me who needs some encouragement today. Show mm. me um, who's believing the lies and needs <laughs> a kind word today. Um, and then I think the second thing is is to to be intentional with that. And I think mm. that ties in with prayer, like lord show me how to be intentional like open my eyes to see opportunities around me to love on somebody to encourage somebody to speak Mm. life into somebody and then be intentional with that um you know one thing i want to i want to be better at is seeing opportunities um to be intentional to encourage people even Mm. if it's just with a a random compliment or just anything that could could brighten their day and help them see their worth, not because of me or my words, but because of Jesus Mm -hmm. and their worth to him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, you know, I'm not saying this, and I get so fed up with this, man, because it's so easy to make things Sunday school answers, and it isn't. Like, this is war. Like, like, I'm talking... Prayer
0: changes us, for sure. And and prayer, I think one cool thing that prayer does is, and I'm sure you've seen this, and that's why you're recommending it, it helps you kind of see things the way God does
1: mm.
0: and it keeps you grounded yeah. on the right things and if we're let's be honest I mean if if we're asking God for those opportunities let's just be real practical what happens we start looking for those opportunities yeah what is the uh proverb uh, proverbs 5 3 maybe in the morning O lord you hear my voice in the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Right. Right. There's that's a beautiful picture, by the way. I mean, that's an example. He's saying it, that by praying in the morning, it literally causes this expectation to see it happen during the day, which means you're looking for it. I love that. That's practical. Someone listening to this can go. I can pray for that opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And specifically, not just like, like God. I love how you said that. God helped me to find an opportunity to speak life to someone today,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever that looks like, whatever God helped me to see it. That's awesome. I love that because it's not natural. We kind of need God to, <laughs> to push us that way, right? And by the grace of God and Christ in us, we're able to do that. Anything else come to mind practically? I love that. Let me, I got one, uh, Ephesians 4.29. You referenced this verse earlier. Mm-hmm. And one thing that gets my attention in that verse is, remind me how it starts again. I just went blank.
1: Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth
0: but only what is helpful to building others up, what? According to their needs. And how do we know their needs, Jordan West? We talk to them. We talk to, and specifically we do what? If if we were talking about communication and you got assertiveness and active listening, which role are we playing in those two things if we're gonna hear their needs?
1: Assertiveness, gotta ask questions.
0: Ask questions. Oh, you tricked me, man. I was I was thinking I could listen, but you're right. I was thinking asking questions, but I like that. You're right. You got to be assertive to ask the question and then sit back and really listen and hear them out. Because the truth is, if someone found me when I was 18 and that week and it just said, man, what's going on? And you know what's coming out. Mm-hmm. Like if I've got any kind of relationship with them at all, yeah, I'm about to unload on them. Right. Man, let me tell you what's going on. But I don't think we do that a lot, right? We don't, we may ask the question, you know, hey, what's going on? How are you? But we don't leave time to really listen.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so those are two things I think that l- listeners can do. We can pray and we can be assertive to ask questions with our brothers and sisters in Christ and really hear them out so that what? We can speak life according to their needs. We got to listen. That's good. Anything else come to mind for you?
1: Yeah, I, I think. I think one other thing um, that we can do to be intentional with our words and I mean I think I'd strike out if I didn't say this today is we can share the gospel Mm. with our words like what is the most loving thing we can do with our words to point people to Jesus It's share the gospel boldly Mm. to all nations and all tribes um, whether it be family in the next room over or whether it be um, a member of some tribe on the other side of the planet and I, I think of Um, I think of, you know, you, you said a a little while ago, um, the heart was good. And I think of a quote that I used to love and, and, um, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and, um, I don't even remember who it was. I'm sure you could tell me, but they said, uh, you know, share the gospel, and when you have to, use words. yeah, yeah And, yeah. you know, that sounds really good on the surface, and I understand the heart behind it, that our lives should point people to Jesus, but I'm just going to shoot straight, like, that's junk.
0: Yeah, We well, can't share
1: the gospel without it's, sharing it with our words. Right? It's, it's incomplete. It's not
0: wrong. It's incredibly incomplete. It's incomplete,
1: and I think um the Lord calls us to open our mouths and share the good news with people, yeah. and that's a, that's not only a privilege, but it's joy, mm. and that's, there is no life change in life apart from Jesus. Mm. There is no word apart from Jesus. And um, as followers, we have the joy and opportunity of opening our mouths Mm. to share the actual gospel. Yes, Mm. our lives in the heart of that quote is so good, and our lives should point to Jesus with every step we take, every word we speak, Mm. and every thought that we have. But if we don't open our mouths and share the gospel,
0: they don't hear. Well, the, the problem with that quote is, what do you do with a guy like me who made a mistake and got drunk one night? You know, did I did, did I still have opportunity that week to share the gospel? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did I feel like it? No. Yeah. I was a failure in my mind, right? But what did truth say? Truth said, hey, let me, let me tell you what's going on in my life, why I'm having a really hard time right now, because I messed up. Yeah. But can I tell you what Jesus is doing in my life? How I nearly killed myself as a result of a lie, but can I can I share with you how I'm sitting here right now talking with you mm-hmm. because of the grace of God in my life? Yeah. Oh my goodness! And what I hear you saying is the truth is when it comes to this, it it really impacts both believers and non believers. It's people, right? Like like it's not limited to just family, to just church folk. It's 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 designed to impact. And if you do the study in Proverbs, which I would encourage listeners to do this read through proverbs. You know, today's the 23rd. Start with the 23 Proverbs 23 or if you're listening to this whatever day you're listening to this on, start with a start reading that day's proverb and and just make note of every single one that speaks to words and you will find that it speaks to it's across the board to your point. It's across the board. So I love that, man, and I'm grateful for that, and I think you're on to something. Man, we may have to do a second episode of this. (laughs) I feel like we could keep going, bro. Do you have anything else you'd like to share, man, just in closing thoughts?
1: I I just – I know for me I want to so much better see – the life that is in Jesus. Mm. Uh, you know, I think of the other verses that go along with that. Words have the power of life and death. Well, what's another verse that talks about life? It's one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. The thief comes only to what? Still kill, and destroy. Mm. What does that sound like? Death. Mm. But I have come that they may have life mm. and have it to the full. Like, there is no full life outside of following Jesus. That's it right. doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's not an accident that those verses are the same words. Mm. Life and death, life and death. Where mm. is life? In Jesus mm. only. That's right. And that, that goes for our words.
0: That's right. Well, and I think you're right, man. And and I appreciate what you said about, you know, being willing to tell others. There's no doubt that, I mean, you and I both have the same testimony. Apart from the Word of God, man, I got no life. Mm. I can't know about Jesus and the way he paved a way for me to know God. I can't know about he. I read the other day in Romans, and I think it was quoting, I forget what Psalm, maybe 35. I'm probably wrong on that one because I don't have this memorized. But the Romans verse says, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against Mm -hmm.
1: him.
0: Bro. So that mistake I made at 18, which was a mistake. I mean, I sinned. Let's be real, and it had consequences—consequences consequences that I had to face. That's real. I'm not denying that. I'm, you know, anyone who we got to be willing to face consequences. Of that, but the beauty is, what had God done? I mean, he cast, what is it the Psalm 103? You know, uh, cast our sin as far as the east is from yeah. the west. Like th- these are beautiful truths that. You know, and you look at all the examples in the Bible, it's kind of fun to look through the Bible, read the Bible, and look for these examples of this. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. And there are times when it's David in sin and the prophet Nathan saying, You're the man. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he said that with a pretty intense tone, right? And it rebuked him. And what did he do? Oh, man. And then what comes out of that? Psalm 53, right? Isn't that the one where he... 51. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate that. Psalm 51. See, man, (laughs) we're a team, man. We're working together. (laughs) But I think of all these examples in Scripture, and even if you look back through the life of Jesus in those moments where he was speaking life, I mean, and at times that was a rebuke, Mm -hmm. and at times it was just this gracious love and tenderness. So it's both right and absolutely you know that's probably the next but you know rebuke correction like there's a place for that but how we do it and what that looks like you know it matters so man i appreciate you so much for coming on today and doing this podcast with me man i love you respect you and you know just so grateful for our listeners listening in and hopefully there was something that you heard today that can bless you encourage you and i appreciate jordan helping us identify just some practical things you can do pray Pray and ask God specifically that he would give you the wisdom to see opportunities to speak life into others, that we'd be assertive in asking people questions and being patient enough to listen so that we can speak life into things that are according to their needs, not our own. And so we're grateful for you listening in. Uh, Thank you guys so much. He also mentioned sharing the gospel. It's probably worth noting that the previous podcast with Tavares Uziqui is up. If you haven't listened to that one, how do I share the gospel with others? Please tune in uh, T share some incredible wisdom with how you can do that. And we'd love for you to listen in. But until next time, I'm Justin Myrick, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to each other, and most importantly, connected to the guy we love and serve. God bless.